Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle, huddle, up, huddle, up, huddle up. on Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of the Giants huddle Podcast. I'm John Schmuck. It's all brought to you by PSE&G, energy efficiency for game time and anytime. Visit PSEG.com slash Giants for discounts, rebates, and home energy assessments. In this week's Giants huddle is Chris Sims from NBC Sports. Chris, it's good to talk to you again, man. It's been a couple of years. How are you? I'm doing good, John. Thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to do this. It's uh, I'm excited. I am a Giants fan, of course. I'm excited we're back in the playoffs. We got the Vikings. I think it's a team that we can beat. Uh, I work with a guy named Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk, who's a diehard Vikings fan, so I'd love to shove it up, you know <laughs> what, and, and get a victory this weekend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Last we spoke, I think we were coming off the pandemic. We were at a training camp practice in August, and right. we were like, 20 feet apart wearing masks. This is a lot more uh, fun. <laughs> yes, a lot more fun. I'm glad we're out of those days and uh, life's back to normal once again here. Yeah, absolutely. So take me behind the scenes now as a quarterback. You you know, the Giants faced this team just three weeks ago. Not much will have changed with the two rosters between then and now. How do you go about preparing for a game like this? You know, how much do you think the opponent's going to change? How much do they stay the same? What can you take out of that first game? Take me behind the curtain a little bit as a quarterback. Well, yeah, well, one, I think you can evaluate yourself and go, wait, what What could we have done better? And then, okay, then after that, as far as you start to go, you, the, the best thing about these kind of matchups is you got a good feel for how you were played, how were you defended. And now you're going to have a, some semblance. I'm sure you're going to get a few curveballs from them too, but you'll have a pretty good idea. Oh, when we get in this formation, they're going to kind of try to do one or two of these type of things to where – I would think you'd be able to package some plays together a little differently and come up with a few little creative ideas off of what you did, you know, to change things up that way as well. Now, like we said, like I said, there's going to be some changes there from that, from that side of the ball, from what they do too, that you'll have to adjust to in the game. But I think the good thing with this one is, is it's a Vikings team that traditionally through the year has not really changed. They're not one of those type of teams that is necessarily like, oh, wow, it's a different game plan every week. And I think that bodes well for the Giants, who I think have two phenomenal game planners on both sides of the ball and and Dayball and Wink Martindale. Yeah, and you, you go back to that first game, Chris, the Giants outgained them by 90 yards. It took a 61-yard field goal with the clock expiring for the Vikings to win. The Giants had a punt blocked in the game. They had an interception in the game. They had a fumble in the game that the Vikings Exactly recovered. right. The Vikings right. had no turnovers. I got to exactly. imagine you've got to feel pretty good if you can play a cleaner game that that score might be a little bit different. 
Yeah, I mean, Richie James drops a wide-open third-down slant, right, that you don't know if the drive's going to continue there. So there's a lot of positives to look at, let alone I think you can go, wait, we made adjustments, you know, or we're going to make adjustments to what we did, or we didn't love exactly what we did, and we think we could change a few things that will give us a better chance this time around. Uh, I think, you know, watching that game back earlier this week on film, it's what I do, and I'm going to break it down on my podcast here in a few minutes, is, yeah, if you – if, if you just watch the game, you go, man, the game is easier for the Giants than it was for the Vikings. It was. I mean, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Now, the Giants' defense, they're going to have their hands full. We know that. But, uh, yeah, I came away going from the game going, man, like you said, Giants made some mistakes, but it was easier for them moving the ball down the field. The, you know, Minnesota was like, oh, oh, wow. Oh, God, they got the first down. Whoa, that was, that was amazing. Oh, wow, they did it. You know, that, it was. So uh, I, I certainly just think this is a game that they can go into Minnesota and, and pull off the upset. Yeah, Giants also had a dropped interception in the game. Cordo Flott had one right, right in his gut. Uh, exactly. Fabian Moreau had a pick that got called back for a DPI. So I'm with you on that. Giants offensive game plan. Very atypical of what they've done this year. 52 dropbacks, just 17 runs. Now, I get it. The Vikings secondary has been an issue all year. You want to attack that. Do you think it's something similar this week, or do you think they're going to try to go back a little bit more to the run game? No, I think if I had to make one assessment of that game and go, okay, this is where I think the Giants went wrong a little bit, is I think they fell in that trap, just like you're talking about. The Vikings defense is so bad, right? That when you watch it, you see them play pass defenses. You know, they're, they're playing defenses to stop the pass, and teams still call the pass because they go, it doesn't matter. They can't stop it. I mean, they played pass defense against some some really poor pass offenses this year, and they still were like, nah, we'd rather throw it on you guys than run it. But that's one of the things I do think should change a little bit. First off, we know what's successful with the Giants. You know, I've been a whole year, all year long, I call it the five-legged monster. The game, it's all about Saquon's running, Daniel Jones running, and Graham Gano kicking a field goal, right? And that's where I felt like, this time around, I hope they stay a little more consistent with the run game. I think there's more there to be had. I think it can really stress them out as far as in the play-action bootleg game. We didn't see quarterback design runs the first game. I think that's something to keep your your head at or keep your eyes on here in this one. But th- th- I'm going to read you a note from my notes here, okay? Sorry to bore, bore you with this. No, but I love I, the you, notes. Give it to me. What do you, you got? Led, you led me ro- right down this, this, this path here. When you play the Vikings... Just do what you're good at. Their defense stinks at everything. They can, <laughs> they can play run defense the whole game and never stop the run. And that's the same that same goes for the pass. They stink at everything, so do what you do best. Feels like the G-men fell into the trap of we can throw it on these guys at will. And all I want to say is I think they can run the ball on these guys at will, control the clock a little bit better, which the Giants have been very good at, and then that'll help protect their defense a little bit as well, where we know the Vikings with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson got some weapons over there and can be explosive. So that's where I, I think things can change a little bit this time around. And by the way, it's not like Saquon Barkley didn't run well either. 14 rushes, 84 yards, six-yard average. It was the second that's highest I mean. of the year since right. week one. And you're right. right. like Don't change your game plan based on the defense. If you're good at something and you can do it, especially if it's guided you all year, stick with it. Right. I, th- yeah, I, I'm, I'm, that, that's, that's what I'm all about. And, you know, I, again, I know we, we want to do what the defense tells us and all that. I understand that, but you know, I think they gave some looks that you go, Ooh, 
Wait, they're going to play that kind of defense. They're going to play that kind of coverage. We need to run the ball. You saw the, the success we had. And here's the other aspect I love about it, too. To run the ball, all right, the one thing I worry about is Evan Neal and Daniil Hunter. That was a little bit of an issue in the first matchup. They got to help him, so running helps him. Play action pass helps him, right? Daniel Hunter now has to wait. Oh, wait, it's a run. Oh, wait, now I can rush the passer. That helps out. The other aspect I love about that, too, is, of course, Daniel Jones. He's a great play action thrower, right? And he didn't – I mean, he played good in the game, but he was, like, a little off target for Daniel especially Jones, early, honestly. Especially early right. in the game. After he got that sack fumble, he was exactly. off for about two drives. Exactly right, right, where you just go, oh, man, he usually hits the bullseye on these type of throws here. But the other thing I love the play action too, John, is it the protection aspect. Yeah, there'll be some plays down the field, but I also think it just opens up great lanes for Daniel Jones, not only to throw in, but then to take off and run. And that's, again, one of the best assets he's had, and, and uh, Brian Dayball's brought that out on him. So, yeah, that's kind of the way I'd like to see them approach this one as far as compared to the first matchup. Yeah, I'm happy you brought up the Neil Hunter thing. I was going to ask you about that because they had a couple of double moves that they could have gotten down the field if they there was some plays a little bit. Better. Exactly right, right. Yes, there was definitely a few plays where you looked at and you went, "Oh gosh, if he had a hair more time here, they could have got a 30, 20 yard completion and and flip field position." Uh, so yeah, that's something they 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 got to take into account, especially in passing situations. You know, I would think you're going to see the back chip over there in a little bit just to help him out. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's flip the script. Let's look at the Giants defense against the Vikings offense here. Giants blitz the hell out of Kirk Cousins. More than 50%. Would you stick with that game plan? Because Cousins, his numbers against the Blitz actually were okay. He didn't complete a pass against zero coverage in the game, at least according to some of the metrics I looked at and watching the tape yeah. back. But do you think they'll continue to try to pressure Cousins to make him get that ball out quicker? Do you think we're going to see maybe less of that? Well, yeah. I, first off, I like the game plan. I mean, the defense played good enough for for the Giants to win the football game. That, that That's for sure. Would you like to see them clean up a few things? Sure. You know, uh, I'm all for the pressure. I think the thing that's good about Wink Martindale is he's smart. He's he can pressure and still come up against a team like Minnesota, where the pass offense isn't crazy creative. Right? It's good. It's detailed. They know what they're good at and they execute it. I don't sit there and go, "Oh, whoa, 
holy cow, how do you defend this play? Right. Oh, my gosh, look at this. And I think Wink had a good feel as far as I can blitz them and then I know where to drop guys in the coverage and also have, like, we're not burned in pass coverage. So I do think that's going to be part of this as, as well. But I would think it's going to be a little less blitz. I do think Minnesota will probably have a few tricks up their sleeve in this department. And the other thing I would just say maybe less blitz is, you know, hey, maybe that's one extra guy to help out on Hawkinson or Justin Jefferson who tore us up a little bit that way. And I felt like that Minnesota cannot block sexy Dexy and Big Cat. Uh, Leonard Williams. No. Either way. And that's where I feel like they got a little advantage there to where it was a few times where I go, oh, don't blitz. Those two are going to get in or get pressure on his face. They are not great in the interior part of their offensive line, especially in pass pro. And, you know, yeah, I would say dial it back just a little bit. And that's hard for Wink to do, but I think he can do it this week. <laughs> yeah, look, you took the words out of my mouth, man. Dexter Lawrence did not have a sack in that game. That was the most dominant game without a sack exactly. that I've seen from a defensive lineman. That poor Austin Schlotman got put on rails and got pushed back into the quarterback. Now, he's not going to be playing center this week, so maybe it'll be different. But I thought, to your point, Leonard Williams did well against Ezra Cleveland and Eddingham as well. So, for me... Even if those tackles hold up and Brian O'Neill's not playing in this game, we'll see how the backup does it. Right tackle. You right. Know, if you can get pressure in Cousins' face, he has so much faith in these receivers, Chris and Jefferson and Thielen and those guys. He'll just throw it. He doesn't care if the dude's covered. No him. doubt. He's throwing it anyway. He does not. So they, they should have some chances here. Yeah, they, they, they should. And, you know, they, they did a good job, again, of – you know, for the most part of the game, they tried to help with safety coverage over to Justin Jefferson. And honestly, listen – if he has the same stat line as this, this I, they can win the game. That's you not live a with stat it. line. You can live with it, right. But what we don't want is like, you know, maybe lessen the TJ Hawkinson output. And we just can't let that third element go off. That's where you would get scared here a little bit. And this is to me where the Giants, I, I, the one problem they have a little bit, and I think one of the reasons, John, to the point you brought up about them blitzing too, is – I don't think they trust their middle linebackers in coverage. So because of that, they don't know what to do there. So, oh, all right, just blitz them so they're not exposed in the second level, you know, with, you know, mismatches, whether it's a tight end, a back out of the backfield, the bootlegs, they're not very good in that department. So I think that's sometimes why Wink blitzes as well, just because he doesn't know what else to do with them. And, you know, they're a little bit of liability in that department. Yeah, no question about it. And Wink actually played a lot more zone in that game than he usually does. They didn't play man a ton. And I think, you know, you mentioned living with the stat numbers. You look at Cousins, right? 299 yes. yards, three touchdowns, no picks. They look phenomenal. Jefferson, 133 yards receiving, but it took 12 catches to get it there. It was hard work, right. The Vikings right. only had one completion of 25 or more yards, and that was for 25 yards. They had no other completions of more than 20. I think if you can, even if they get the yards, if you can prevent those explosive plays over the top, right? And McKinney Agreed. will be back Agreed. in this game. He did not play on Christmas Eve. Maybe Adoree Jackson will be back. To me, that's the thing. If you make the Vikings navigate their way down the field slowly, I feel like you can get them to make enough mistakes where you're going to keep them out of the end zone. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. They're a big play team. They are. And, you know, again, one thing I would say with them is I, th I think they gave up on the run a little bit too easily as well. Absolutely. I, I, I don't understand that one. I would argue that. I, I wrote in my notes on that side of the ball, like as long as they don't run at 99 and 97, they're going to be able to run the ball. Um <laughs> But but to your point, and, and that's where it was great. They found a way to pressure pressure Cousins and then play zones behind it because, like I said, I don't think there's a, it's a great creative attack. 
what they are scary with is if they start to run the ball and then you do start playing some man-to-man to load the box and do all that, that's when they thrive. That's when it's, uh-oh, it's Justin Jefferson. I don't care if he's open or not. We're just going to throw it up to him, and they'll keep people in and take a shot down the field, and he'll run a post corner, and that's where they can get you know scary. So I, I, I don't think you change the approach a whole lot. Like I said, I think it's just maybe a little less blitz, and hopefully it turns out a little different for the Giants this time around. And, you know, I, I just think he's watching the Vikings this year, Chris. I don't think Kevin O'Connell is willing to stay with the run. He hasn't really done it all year. Dalvin Cook no, does he not, not get 25 carries a game. They just don't. And, then, by the way, they have two good backs. And yes, he doesn't do. even use Madison. No. I, I, it, it is one of the, you know, it's, it's one of the things that I scratch my head with with Minnesota. You know, I know their offensive line is not a great run-blocking offensive line. So, you know, that's not where he wants to live. But, there's been a few games where I've come away going, man, they, they looked like they were opening up some holes, and I would get that guy that's got three rockets up his butt, the ball, <laughs> just a little bit more in, in Dalvin Cook. You know, the, the other reason I would just say that, too, you know, for the Giants aspect here is, or, or at least Minnesota, you know, the Giants are a handful on third down. I wouldn't want to deal with Wink Martindale in third and five or plus. No. You know, when, when it gets to that, that's what's – you don't know what's coming at you. He's going to expose your protection. You don't know who's blitzing, who's dropping, and he's brilliant at that. That's why he's one of the best D coordinators in football. Uh, so th- that's where I expect them maybe to run the ball a little bit more this time and around, just to leave themselves in second and four, second and five, some shorter manageable situations to where now the play action, we can take a shot down the field, you know, becomes more of a, a point of attack for them. Last thing on the X's and O's here, Chris. The Vikings did get the Giants on some of those screen passes, right? They timed up a couple of those blitzes with the state, a couple of screens to Hawkinson. That's... You had the one to Jefferson at the end of the game. What can you do to try to settle that down a little bit? Because I'm sure the Vikings looked at that, and they're going to have a whole new screen pack in this game, and, and they're going to try to attack the blitz the same way. De- definitely. That That's where I think, you know, you got to be careful about the blitz, right? They're, they're going to be greased up and ready to go on how to pick it up, Oh, wait, I got four or five plays to say, screw you. Oh, yeah, you tried to blitz us, and now we're doing this down the field, right? And screen game always goes within that. You know, you got people all packed into the line of scrimmage right there at the ball. Oh, it's a great thing. Throw it out there. People are coming at the quarterback. The linemen get out there. They kick a few of the DBs out and all that. And all of a sudden you go, "Uh uh-oh, we're in trouble. They are a pretty good screen football team. It'd be another reason I would say I hope they dial it back with the blitz just a little bit. But, hey, a guy like McKinney back on the field, his ability to rally and tackle certainly helps him. And, man, if Dory could play, that would be just uh, phenomenal. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You don't need to give me a prediction. Just give me a feel. How do you think this game is going to go? I mean, both teams have played close games all year. I imagine it's going to be the same. Just what's your feel for what this game's going to look like? You can go into as much detail as you want. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think it's going to look a whole lot different than the first matchup. I don't. I, I think we're going to have a very close football game. I don't expect the Giants to make some of the mistakes they made there. I, I'm I'm going to be transparent. I'm leaning Giants here. I am. I think this is a very good matchup for them. I think there's a lot of aspects where I go, wait, 
they can take advantage of some Vikings weaknesses and some of the weaknesses of the Giants. I don't know if the Vikings can totally take advantage of there in some of those departments. So like we talked about the run defense, the Giants aren't good at running, but Vikings don't seem to be committed to it or really want to do it. And that benefits Wink and company because now they can kind of go, all right, yeah, we're going to blitz or whatever else, but I could teach guys not to fast flow and play pass a little bit more than flying up into the line of scrimmage. Um, yeah, I I'm 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 think I'm gonna take the Giants in a close one when all said and done. And by the way, this is me trying to learn here. You know, when I watched the tape back, Chris, I watched it yesterday in the morning. I, I thought Wink timed up a lot of his zones to again uh, when the Vikings call man beaters a lot of those crosses and meshes. Is is that a product of what you're talking about with the Vikings offense not being that complicated that you can time exactly. that stuff up better? Yes, I think so. I think he timed up blitzes because he had a feel for their protection rules that screwed them over. And then, yes, he gave them some looks to go, I know what they're going to go do if I kind of give this look. Oh, wait, it's not man-to-man. It's zone. You're screwed because right. you're running pick plays, right? Yes, and that's that's what I mean. You know, it's, again, they, they got all of what you need on the offense, but I don't sit here and go, oh, this is, this is like the Kansas City Chiefs or the Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers where I just go, I don't know what run play this is. I don't know what this is, but it's cool and it's working. They kind of stick to the basics, and I think that's advantage Wink Martindale. All right, big picture here, Chris. Daniel yeah. Jones, is he yeah. the Giants' future franchise quarterback for the next 10 years? definitely i mean you know 10 years is a long time of course you know what i mean all right but I, I yes he's he's the guy it's something i've been banging the table about really for about the last year and a half i mean he's got a lot of qualities that you like guess what happened this year he finally had a support system and we're in the playoffs and look and we're all going oh whoa daniel jones he's hits receivers he makes plays he does all this no crap you know it's amazing <laughs> what you know a team can do to help you out in a team sport you know, we've all gotten obsessed with quarterback, 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 quarterback. And I, I understand that. But, man, other than Mahomes, Josh Allen, and, and maybe that's about it, everybody else needs a support system. And, 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 and yes, I mean, you know, where, where I defended Daniel Jones the last few years ago is he wasn't behind a bad O-line the last years. He's behind the worst O-line. It's not even close. Like, it was not even close. It was the worst offensive line. They could not do anything. Let alone we know, you know, hey, coaching, receivers, we can all think of it. Those are issues there as well. He does everything right off the field. He's the guy you want to lead your team in the locker room, on the field, in front of the podium. He does all the little things the right way. And, hey, is he ever going to be a top five quarterback in football? No, probably not. But that doesn't mean you can't be really good and win Super Bowls for a long time with a quarterback like Daniel Jones. And uh, I think they got their guy. I'd be shocked if he isn't signed up here pretty soon after the season's over. And by the way, the support system is still not the best. I mean, the no, offensive exactly. line still have some holes. And, you know, they're rolling out. And this is nothing against the guys. They've done a great job. But they're rolling out. Darius Slayton almost got cut at the start of the year. Isaiah right. Hopkins, who got picked up in October. And Richie James, who's kind of a journeyman slot guy. How much more, Chris, just in terms of the raw production and numbers, how much more and better can Jones be if those weapons specifically on the outside get better and, and the young old line continues to develop? Yeah, I, I, I think he, he can put up real numbers. Uh, you know, one, I, you got a coach that is a quarterback whisperer, and then the greatest thing with Dave Ball is he, he understands his team. So he knows how to formulate the plan around, wait, this is what we're good at. This is what we're bad at. I'm not going to do that. Okay. And we'll, we'll put more eggs into what we're good at, and we'll figure out a formula within that this year, like what he's doing. 
I mean, come on. The formula is simple. Run, quarterback run, bootleg, play action, <laughs> punt the ball if it's fourth and long, and let's do it all again the next time we get the ball. You know, that, but that's about all they're capable of. They're not capable of, oh, we're going to drop back 45 times and just throw the ball all over the lot. But I think that potential's in the future with a guy like Dayball. And then now we've grown some confidence into Brian, I mean, uh, Daniel Jones and got him feeling good. And he's got an offense that gives him some sch- schematical advantages to where, yeah, weapons, o- offensive line help a little bit. I mean, Daniel Jones and Brian Dayball can be a, a real pain in the butt for the rest of the NFL for a long time. All right, final question. NFC playoffs, Chris. I think it's kind of wide open now, right? The Eagles don't look the same. If Jalen Hurts can't run the way he runs, that changes the Eagles' offense. I yep. know he's been great, but it's still Brock Purdy. He's still a rookie. I know he's been yep. good. I know. How do you see this NFC playoff picture kind of rolling out here, man? I mean, it's. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I think so, too. It's different than the AFC. The AFC, I look at it and go, oh, man, there's some, you know, heavyweights with some great quarterbacks oh, there. Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, and, you know, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's insane that way. Herbert, you Herbert know, Trevor too, yeah. Lawrence coming up. <laughs> I mean, it, it's all like, whoa, okay. Uh, yeah, the NFC, listen, the way the Cowboys are playing, uh, my, my thought is still this, John. I would be shocked, all right? If it's not Giants, I mean, not the Giants, excuse me, Eagles 49ers NFC Championship game, I would be shocked. Uh, and, and you bring up the right questions. That's certainly, hey, we'll see how Brock Purdy looks. But, man, that's the beauty of the 49ers. They're not a quarterback-centric team, nope. as you see. And their team itself is the best team in football. I think when you go top to bottom, I think it's the best team in the sport right now. The way they run the ball. You know, Shanahan's, you know, magician-like plays. The defense is special. Um, and then, you know, what you talked about with the Eagles, hey, it, it, it's human nature creeps in. They kind of had things in order and in hand. You know, they knew who they, the Giants were playing backups last week. I know they didn't look their best, but that was more of a game to let's just get Jalen Hurts out there again. Let's not let them have a huge extended period of time off before we play a meaningful playoff game. And they got it going. But I still think they're a pretty damn special football team. And the problem is with the Eagles is just, you you said it kind of right. Their offensive line, arguably the best in football. And then when his ability to run off of that, it makes everything else very hard to defend in their offense. He gets to throw the ball against looks where you'd go, oh, every quarterback in football would beg to throw the ball, that play and that look. So they have a little bit of answers for everything because they're so talented on that side of the ball. And I really look at the 49ers as being really the only special defense in the NFC that I think can kind of upset that formula for them. The John Soto Podcast was brought to you by PSEG, energy efficiency for game time and anytime. Visit PSEG.com slash Giants for discounts, rebates, and home energy assessments. Chris, this is awesome, man. Enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy the rest of the year. And let's catch up soon. You know it, John. Thanks, man. Go Giants. Hope you're good. And uh, hope everybody enjoys that playoff game this weekend. Uh, the building excited, Chris. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for being with us on the Giant Soda Podcast. We'll see you next time. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 